You're listening to Wholesaling Inc. Episode number 253. Go very slow. Like, don't try to rush into it. Scaling too fast will kill you in virtual markets. Today's show is brought to you by the good folks over at Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook and a 30-day free trial. To take advantage of this special offer, go to www.audibletrial.com forward slash wholesaling inc. Download your free audiobook and start listening immediately. It's just that easy. Again, head over to audibletrial.com forward slash wholesaling inc and download your free audiobook today. This is game-changing information guaranteed to raise your real estate wholesaling business with actionable steps you can take immediately to navigate the ins and outs of wholesaling and start making money today. Join us as we put our guests in the hot seat and dive deep to dissect their strategies for success to enable you to duplicate their results. Investor Grit presents Wholesaling Inc., the only show dedicated to making you a fortune in wholesaling with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. Welcome everybody back to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast. My name is Brent Daniels. And again, it is my pleasure to host this episode. Now on this episode, usually when I start out these episodes, I go into like a rant of two or three minutes of ideas or thoughts that I've had, or maybe some something from a book that I read, but not this time, because this time is going to be 100% focused on the man that I'm interviewing here today, having a discussion with, because he is doing amazing things in Chattanooga. I want this to be all about him and what he's going to give in the value. So without further ado, I want to introduce Tag Thompson to the Wholesaling Inc. podcast to the world. Say hello. Hello, everybody from Chattanooga, Tennessee. What's up, Brent Daniels? <laughs> TTP. Well, listen, you know, this is exciting for me, Tag, because we've been talking for a long time and you, I have seen you grow your business from something that was just getting going, starting to build a momentum to now it's an absolute beast. So kind of give us your journey, your path, your background, kind of your two minute, like who are you? Yeah. So my actual real estate adventure started 14 years ago. Mm-hmm. My wife, my wife came home from a seminar that she went to. We were newlyweds. She was looking for a job. She went to this seminar and she told me, Hey, I went to this thing. And they said, you can buy houses with no money. And I laughed and laughed and laughed at her about how gullible she was. There's no way that's possible. And uh, she was pretty embarrassed. Uh, and later, I'm the embarrassed one because that's pretty much what I do for a living. <laughs> um, so fast forward about 10 years, I met an awesome guy named David Olds who uh, who really just taught me the whole thing. Uh, he's my business partner now, and we're wholesaling in Chattanooga. We switched to TTP from postcards a little over a year ago. Yep. And it has completely changed our business. We're, we're pretty much exclusively TTP. We do some other kind of interesting things too, but we're in three markets. We're in Chattanooga, uh, Atlanta, and Charlotte right now and plan to be in 10 markets by the end of the year. 10 markets. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So where did you get, where, where's home base? Is Chattanooga where your home base is? Yes. Yeah. We're in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Is that the, is that the bulk of your business? It is. I mean, it's probably 75 to 80% at this point. We wanted to get our systems perfected and grow and scale as we, we really felt our systems were good. So had a couple of missteps in a few markets, didn't understand them very well, but we perfected our Chattanooga system doing really, really well in Charlotte and doing well in Atlanta as well now. 
So let me ask you this, because this is just something that I've personally thought of, because I've just stayed in Phoenix, like, and I've been thinking about going into different markets, or at least it pops up into my head every once in a while. I think it pops up into everybody's head once they start getting a lot of momentum in one place. But how did you determine, how do you determine which markets to go into? How did you determine to go into Charlotte and Atlanta? So we, we pick markets that are both heavily populated, have a lot of cash buyers, but not as much wholesale activity. So, because a lot of our a lot of our systems are based off Todd Toback's system of actually selling through realtors and and using buyers in that in that area. So we look for areas that have a lot of cash transactions, but not necessarily a lot of wholesalers. So uh. Charlotte hit that, Atlanta hit that market really well. So do good. There's still a lot of competition out there, but but we're doing really well. That's awesome. So. Is there is there some sort of data resource that you use? Is it just, I mean, are you looking at, there's got to be something that says there's a lot of cash transactions, but not a lot of wholesale. Like, what do you look at when you focus? And I'm, I'm really, I'm asking for everybody, yeah. but really I'm asking for myself. Like, if I were to go online yeah. and say, hey, I want to go into a different market and I want to check out Reno, Nevada. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Is there a way to see if that's a good market or, or maybe not so good? Yeah, there's some some good resources out there. You can use List Source to pull out pull out cash buyers. You can use a lot of different resources that are kind of free. But the best thing is to talk to a realtor. Yeah, ask them specific questions. Get the data points you're looking at from them because they can pull a lot of that off of uh, MLS courthouse records. And getting some good realtors on your side is always a good thing. And plus, Always it kind of gives you like boots on the ground. So maybe reach out to a few different ones and different brokerages and see what the climate is with fix and flip, with a buy and hold, with you know people that want to wholesale, like all of that, and see kind of what their you know kind of get a feel for what their responses are. Yeah, and depending on where you're actually looking at, a lot of them can actually give you renovation renovation costs. Like which houses are actually flipped, how much the flips were. I mean, they can give you a lot of information. So give them specific data points, let them do the research for you. And it's actually amazing how much realtors are willing to speak to you oh, yeah. and other investors aren't. <laughs> yeah. You know what no, I mean? you're absolutely right. Like I yeah. think it's a tragedy out there that a lot of investors don't network more with each other. But if they know that you're new or you're thinking about coming to their market, they're like either going to tell you the exact opposite of what's going on or they're going to not tell you anything, which is more likely, which – you know, that's why you go to a realtor because a realtor at some point thinks that they're going to represent you as either a buyer's agent or a listing agent, which they certainly could. Plus, the advantage of having an agent in your pocket or at least the advantage to them, the value to them is as you're going through and getting leads in their market that you can't buy because the numbers aren't right. You can refer them. You can give them, you can yeah. at least do something just depending on if you're licensed or not or whatever the, the state, you know, uh, allows. But there can be some sort of, you know, some sort of collaboration there. At least they can, at least they can list your properties if you do decide to flip them or bring you yeah, back. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever asked a question to a realtor that they weren't willing to give me the information. Right. Nothing has changed. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, I was just talking to a realtor here in Chattanooga and, I think there were 10,000 transactions in Chattanooga last month, and there's 2,100 realtors. So these guys are like desperate to get deals. Oh, so yeah. they'll, they'll work their butts off for you. That's they really awesome. will. That is awesome. So you determine which places are solid. You guys have already hand-selected another seven. You're going to be rolling out. Like, tell me what your team looks like. Like, who works for you? Who were, you mentioned you have a partner, right? Did you say Scott? David Olds. David, yeah, David, David. I'm sorry. David. David handles all of my dispositions. So we're pretty well bifurcated yep. in our business. I, I focus on lead generation, acquisitions, 
And then David actually disposes of all the contracts. So so he's got a few assistants, people that work with him. I've got a team of cold callers. We've got, I think, six seats here. I've got two that work from home. I'm about to hire my second acquisition manager, actually my second and third acquisition managers uh, this week. So we've got, and we've also got one, two, three, four, five people on the boots on the ground in each mm-hmm. of these markets. Yep. So. Awesome. So you've got six cold callers. I assume you're paying them hourly, right? Uh, yes. Or so you bring them in and... No, we pay them an hourly wage okay. plus a spiff if yep. one of their uh, their leads closes. And then what about your, your acquisition managers? Commission only? Um, we pay them a, a direct payment as soon as they get a contract. So they get $200 the day they get a contract. And then we pay them 5% when it closes. Awesome. So... Yeah. Awesome. Good. And so with 5%, I mean, because these things range with, with acquisition managers, with 5%, that is obviously a calculation because you guys do a lot of volume. Yes. Right? Yeah. Our guys, do, our guys do three contracts a week. Three so. contracts a week. That is what yeah. I'm talking about. Like, this is why this is, we're getting good. Like, we got all the, who are you? What do you do? Yeah. Right? You've connected to whoever's listening to this. They're kind of feeling your vibe. And then you just dropped, oh, I have two and three. I, I have three acquisition managers getting three contracts a week. Boom, right? Like, that's what I'm talking about. That's why, we, like, this is so important to have Tag on here. Because, one, he's in three different markets, which a lot of people are interested in being in different markets. And they're frightened of it. And they're scared of it. And they're not sure how to do it. So he showed you how to do it. Go find where the cash buyers are. Go talk to agents. These aren't, this isn't education. These are instructions. Go do these things. Stop just thinking about it. So go do those things. And then you've got acquisition managers that are getting three contracts a week each so how are they getting to how are they getting their leads what is your what are you doing to fill up your pipeline yeah one of my early mentors well before real estate told me that you need to find your goal find the data of somebody who has done your goal before and then just reverse engineer it into what you need to do so we figured out that you know x amount of leads equals x amount of contracts so our lead gen department works really really hard to make sure that our acquisition managers are overflowing with leads. They have so many that it's hard for them to manage. Um, now, we never lose a lead. Never, ever, 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 ever lose a lead. Yeah. But every week, anywhere from 10 to 15 fresh, qualified leads to work through, as well as just a mountain of follow-ups to get through. So we've broken it down into a pretty specific system. We always want to have 40 leads in what kind of we call the, the new or unqualified lead bucket. Yep. So we want to have 40 in there. We want to have 20 leads that are they're qualified leads, but there's just something that keeps them from signing a contract. You know, whether it's a timing issue or, uh, you know, maybe our price is, is not really close on where we want to be. Yep. Uh, so we'll have 20 in that bucket. We want to have 10 that we call our hit list items. So these are 10 deals that they could close today. Like it's just where our numbers are just a little bit off or... You know, maybe they're just, they've got to get some mortgage information or maybe they've got to get permission. That's one of the things we talk about a lot is some of these people need to get permission from a son or a parent or um, a cousin or somebody. They need to get permission. So yeah. we talk a lot about those. Those are those are the ones that are on our hit list. And every day we sit down and say, who on this list is going to sign a contract today? Yep. If you keep those buckets full, it's almost impossible not to close three a week. It That's really it. is. It's almost yep. impossible not to. That's it. That's it. And it's just bringing them in, right? It's just constantly bringing in and you're, you're on the phone. You got eight people on the phone bringing in these, these leads, right? What else are you doing for, to bring in for the inflow of your pipeline? 
So we do we do cold calling all of our list. Obviously, we also do some text blasting. We've get, gotten into that recently, and yep. that's been incredibly successful. Yep. We do a thing called hunting, uh, which is people we find we isolate the people that we haven't been able to get on the phone, and their mail was returned. So these people aren't reachable through mail or through calling them. Yep. Um, and I have a, I have a team of callers who essentially stalk these people down. We call relatives, do whatever we have to do to get in touch with that person. Um, and I've probably gotten five contracts this year from people who are completely unreachable by traditional methods. I love it. What are you calling the hunter list? Yeah, we call them our hunters. <laughs> like they're, they're our hunters. So how do you find um, them? So each of, each of these hunters has access to, you know, things like peoplefinders.com, white pages. They go through all that. They go through the easy stuff first so they make sure that all the phone numbers have been reached out to, to make sure all the mail can't get to them. Yep. If those are no's, then we go through all the email addresses that are listed. Yep. Uh, if nothing works there, then we try to find them on social media. Can't find them on social media, then it's on to relatives. So we'll we'll reach out to near relatives, find their information. I mean, we'll go we'll go as far as we have to. But the harder they are to find, typically the the, the easier better. the deal is yep. and the better the margins are. So that one is um, huge, guys. Listen to this. That is huge. Listen. If you can't find their phone number, if you can't find where they're at, you can't get them by mail or phone, don't give up. There are ways. And we've got uh, Corey Crane in our uh, TTP program who, who owns American Tracers that can find anything on anybody. I mean, he's probably, yeah. he probably knows your exact location right now. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> yeah, Corey, Corey's awesome. But yeah, for no real, they can, they can pull a lot of information there. And I've been hear, hearing about people sending people direct messages on Facebook, on Instagram, yeah. on all sorts of things to try to get a hold of them because they don't have, they, they can't get their phone numbers. They don't know how, you know, where they're living and, but they still own property. And these people, you know, they end up selling their, their houses to people that just go that extra step. So that is huge. I love that you mentioned that. That is really, really big for sure. Yeah. yeah I actually just came, just came from an open house for a contract we locked up last week and it'll have, we'll make a $50,000 assignment fee on it. But it was one of those that he had his, his mail, his tax mail going to a PO box that he never checked, had no phone numbers that worked. Um, and we tracked him down through a relative mm-hmm. and he essentially gave the house away because he didn't, didn't really know what else to do. So I uh, got it a great deal. Yeah. had a great, got a really, really good deal on it. So. Awesome. Absolutely love it. And do you have your, so you, you have an office, right? So you have your people come into your office, make some calls and you guys are all set, like you're building a culture there of being really, really proactive and getting all over these leads, right? Do your people come in? Like, do your acquisition managers come in to the office? Does your, your, you, you said you had six people that made cold calls. So is there's just phone calls going day after day? I mean, just going all day long. Yeah, it gets pretty exciting when everybody's in the office at the same time. It it's does, just a constant. Man. Yeah, it really, it really does. does. I mean, I encourage even if even if it, you're just a one shot or whatever, or you have a couple people in your business, like get a group of you guys together and just go to Starbucks or go somewhere where where like different businesses are making calls, and I mean different wholesale or investment businesses. But just get into that like into that flow. Like downstairs, I've got I've got eight or ten people right now, literally making calls, going through emails, following up, lead follow up, like going crazy, and they go hard from nine to four every single day. Then it's done. But they actually put work in, which is important. Yeah, yeah, it really is. We have two callers that 
don't work in our office. But other than that, everybody's here. And it just does. It makes it for the days are really exciting. A little bit of competitive nature kicks in. I mean, it's great. So I want a bell ringing moment. I want a victory bell ringing moment. I want you to talk about a big, fat, huge deal that you put together. Okay. I want to know where it came from. I want to know what you made. I want to know how you contacted them. Okay. Your biggest, let's, let's go biggest TTP deal because, you know, I'm going to be biased. Let me talk about my first one. Okay. Which was a, it was a, it was a $35,000 deal. Okay. It was my very first one. I barely started and uh, David Olds, my, you know, my now business partner, called me while he was on a cruise and said, hey, I've got, I've got this guy. He wants to buy this duplex. Can you go show him around? I'll, I'll spiff you some money on it. He said, I want to get $75,000 for it. And I said, okay, great. So I met this guy out there, had no idea what I was doing at the time, and uh, got out there with the guy. And I couldn't remember how much David said to sell this thing for. And David's <laughs> on a cruise. I couldn't get in touch with him. Yeah. So, um, so the guy asked me how much we wanted for it. Couldn't even get inside because it had it had tenants. I didn't know how to do any of that. Yeah. Um, so I, I, showed, I showed him some pictures on my phone of the inside of it. We're in the driveway. And I said, well, uh, David needs at least $85,000 for it. Just pulled the number <laughs> out of thin air. Yeah, yeah. So it turned, it turned a $25,000 deal into a $35,000 deal. We closed the next week. Bing, bang, boom. Easiest thing in the world. And that's what convinced me to get into wholesaling full-time. Yeah, I love was that. Was uh, that transaction. That is so, awesome. And yeah. that was one from him. What about a big TTP deal? Um, let's see. Man, we've had a bunch of 35s and 40s. Um. Honestly, one of our best one was our very first official TTP deal after we finished the program, yep. hired all of our cold callers. Yep. The very first first day was so exciting. We had six people in there, and the first person that got a lead just kind of stood up. We all celebrated. <laughs> um, it was a it was a lady that had a house that was eaten up with termites. She lived in Florida. Yep. She'd had this house here forever. It was eaten up with termites. She owed twenty five thousand dollars on a mortgage still on this house. And for our numbers to work, we had to have it at like 15, I think. Yeah. And so our acquisition guy went out there. You know, the lady brought $10,000 to closing to get rid of the house. Uh, we remained $25,000 in our very first uh, TTP deal. And what um, was what so was, was awesome. the list? Uh, that was, I think we started with an absentee owner list. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So 25000 on your first TTP deal. Yeah. Yep. Do it. My uh, man, that's awesome. I yeah. love it. So, but now you're cranking, right? So now you're doing uh, six to nine deals a week. You're building this thing up. You're going, you're going, you're going, you're going. How do you, how do you go into a new market and build a cash buyer database? Because I get it. Like we can pull lists. We can get the phone numbers. We know what to say. How do you sell your deals? You've got a unique system for this, I think. Yeah. So now our system is we have we have two boots on the ground people that are vital to our virtual markets. Mm-hmm. The first is an employee that we have. And this person, they're the one that, that interacts with the seller. They take pictures. They're the point of contact for everything. Meet them at the title company. This person does everything on the ground in our virtual markets. And then we have a realtor, a realtor who, you know, Todd Toback will tell you they need to be your employee. They work for you. They do exactly what you tell them to. And, and they're the person that helps us get it sold. So we go into a new market with no buyer's list, right. none at all. 
We use everything goes on the MLS. Everything gets sold through MLS with a realtor on the ground. Awesome. And that, that yeah. leverages the biggest buyer database there is. Sure does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any issues? Is there any issues that you run into or do you look at the market and make sure that the, the MLS is okay with listing these wholesale properties on the market? You know what I mean? I think that's a big fear. With oh, yeah. People. Yeah. And there are some states we have to avoid completely like Ohio. We can't get anywhere near that. There's some states you have to avoid, but a lot of states are getting a lot more comfortable with them. Like in, in North Carolina and uh, in Tennessee now, uh, doing a wholesale assignment contract is actually part of the course you have to take to become a realtor. So they actually have this written into the, the licensing courses that you have wow. to take. So it's becoming more and more, more and more common. But the best thing we love about it is that, you know, a lot of times when you dispose of a, a property as a wholesaler, you can't negotiate the price up. So right. if you list it at $100,000 and someone says, I'll give you $100,000, you're going to take $100,000. But with a realtor, well, if they offer $100,000, we'll counter at 110. Yeah. And we, we can, because you'll have multiple parties involved in it and really drive that number up. Yep. Um, yep. So it's made, it's made a lot of our $10,000 deals has turned them into $30,000 deals because of that. That's incredible. And does your agent like do all of kind of we what, what I call it in my business is like a disposition checklist. So they take pictures, they get access by either putting a lockbox on it or scheduling with the owner or tenants. Like, did, does your agent do all of that part? No, we and again, it's part of our own hang up, just kind of the control thing. So our boots on the ground person, they'll take the pictures, they'll put the lockbox on, you know, and, and I'm not sure exactly why we we necessarily do it that way, but it just works a lot better. Uh, honestly, if we have a, an agent that's not performing yeah. like we need them to, yeah. you know, we can we we keep control of the deal no matter what. Yeah. So then, your boots on the ground person is this somebody that you put like an ad out for? Is it somebody that you reach out and you say, "Hey, who has family out here that can be trusted?" Like, how do you know? You know no, what I mean? How do you find do that. that person? Yeah, we go through a pretty rigorous interview process. So we'll uh, we'll put some ads out through Indeed, Craigslist, those things like that. We're looking for somebody, hopefully with some real estate background, just to make the the transition a little bit easier. But somebody who's responsible, incredibly presentable. You're looking for a personality. Yep. Someone who, because we're handing off a contract to these people, and they need to kind of babysit it all the way through mm-hmm. the process. Mm-hmm. So, so we put out ads. David, our disposition guy, will actually go in to that city, hang out for a little bit, Go through all the interviews, find the right person, and hire them at that awesome. point. Awesome, awesome! I love that you you do all the work up front to make sure that you pick the right person. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's incredibly important. You, if you don't have a good boots on the ground person and a good realtor, it's not going to work. That's awesome. Yeah, usually, you know, it, it, it's really interesting. Once you find somebody that you can give consistent business and keep them busy then they're going to be with you forever. You know, they're going to, they're, they're, they're going to go above and beyond as long as it's consistent and you're keeping them in the loop and communication is excellent. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, and if you, especially if you tell a realtor, Hey, I'm going to hand you one to three contracts a week, you're their best friend now. Best friend. They'll do whatever they have to for you. Yeah. And do you, uh, they're, they're obviously just put, putting it on there. I mean, they're not getting a full 3%. Are they putting, are they putting 3% out on the market? Some people do it differently. We give our guys a full 3%. So we pay 6% on it. 6%. Yeah. So we get, we do 6%. And some people, you know, they try to get a discounted rate. We've just found it to be very successful and very smooth. If you pay well, 
they'll work really, really hard for you. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, I bet those real estate agents love you. Oh my they gosh, they're going to go to war for you. I mean, you get the yeah. right one in there that's basically you're an employee, they're your employee because you're going to keep them busy. Oh my gosh, dude, mm-hmm. that, that is, that's the way to do it. That's really, really cool, really smart. I love it. So what advice, as, we're, as, as we close the show here, what advice would you give to uh, anybody starting out or anybody thinking about going into a new market uh, just to get going, and, and more from a mindset standpoint? Not we've given, uh, You've given unbelievable value from a technical instruction standpoint of what you do, and I think that this, this podcast could probably, we could probably charge thousands for it, to be honest, not being silly and not, not being ridiculous here. I mean, there's a lot of really great stuff here that I, that I kind of pulled out, but really like, what would you, what advice would you get from a mindset standpoint? So going into new market, two things are really important. First of all, do your research. So know the market really well, talk to a lot of people, understand the zip codes. So you need to know what areas are really hot, what neighborhoods are hot, what areas to avoid. So know the market very well. But the second thing, go very slow. Like don't try to rush into it. Scaling too fast will kill you in virtual markets. Yep. I mean, we've made that mistake before twice. So the markets that work are the ones that you approach with with understanding of the market, but then also go slow. You know, spend your your first marketing dollars on the hottest neighborhoods. Don't go overboard because you might get too many leads to handle to test your systems. Because yep. you're essentially you're starting a whole new business mm-hmm. when you're in virtual markets, and you got a whole new business probably can't handle the amount of leads that your kind of concrete business can handle. Yep. So start out a little slow. You know, work a few deals through, work some systems out before you really crank it up. That's my biggest piece of advice. Huge. Absolutely huge. Thank you so much for being on here. Tad Thompson, everybody. If somebody wants to reach out to you, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Tag Thompson. There's really only one of me out there. So uh, Facebook, that's right. So Tag Thompson, best way to do it. Awesome. Awesome, guys. And if you are interested in joining the most proactive group in real estate, it is the TTP program. Not only will you get like everything you need to run your marketing, your cold calling marketing channel, the best, the absolute best, most successful, proven around the country. Not only will you get that, but you get you get access to a network of people like Tag Thompson that are going bananas with their business. People that reach out through our private Facebook group and just, I mean, it is extremely, the, the Facebook group has just been beyond my wildest imagination on how much support and cheerleading there is in that. So if you are interested in that, go to wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. That's wholesalinginc.com forward slash TTP. Until next time, I encourage you to talk to people. See you guys. That's all for this episode. Your next step to success is to continue the conversation over at investorgrit.com by joining the mailing list, as well as get your chance to book a strategy session to learn the systems and become part of the tribe with your hosts, Tom Kroll and Cody Hoffheim. We'll see you next episode with more ways to make you a fortune in wholesaling.